With so. no saggy middle. No. Hashtag no soggy middle. Hashtag soggy. You said soggy middle. No soggy middle. Soggy bottom saggy. boys. He, he's, oh, saggy. That's a saggy, to the not soggy. soggy. Boy. Same thing. If it gets no. soggy, it gets saggy. Those are two different things. One is a cause and one is an effect. No. If it's soggy, it's saggy. No. Yeah. No. I think so. Well, if, if, if you had soggy bread, you wouldn't say Sagginess saggy is an effect bread. of sogginess. They are that's not what the I'm same saying. But I'm saying, like, thing. if you have no, soggy, you'll pick it up. One is a cause and one is an effect. But they're the same thing. This is the semantics of this. It's not it's like that interesting. Like I teach a linguistics <laughs> class. I see why your students hate it. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the podcast from the Misericordia University featuring two highly professional professors talking about all things pop culture in a daring way. Some would say we're devilish. I'm Alan. I'm Patrick, and that was really painful. If you it? couldn't figure out, we have finally had time to watch season three of Daredevil. Well, I finished it a Netflix. while ago, but Patrick was a little bit slower. Yes, well, one of us is on sabbatical, and it's not me. That's a fair point. Yes. It's just I believe, that I'm the one believe, that's always uh, lagging, usually, and it was fun to be ahead. Usually. So I'm letting you have that for this moment. And we do have a guest. And we do have a guest, yes. Once again, joining us today is... I'm Vicki Austin. That's right. My wife, which I don't think needs to be said, but apparently no. everybody else does. Well, we just need to make it clear. Mm-hmm. She so, is the woman that has been willing to stay yeah. married to you. Yes, willing. We use that word. Yes. Yep. Semantics, really. Yes. Just, so, you know, Vicky has not Vicky, watched. If you need someone to get you out of here, just just wink. <laughs> Vicky has not watched Daredevil. Well, we won't help you, but we'll know, <laughs> we'll know <laughs> that you need help. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. But we'll I'm know. not sure you're capable of getting me through those double doors, Patrick Hamilton. Mm. <laughs> sure, you can do one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked I'm out sorry. again. <laughs> so Daredevil season three. Season hard to imagine that it's season three already. Yes. Not really. Loosely, very loosely based on the classic Daredevil Born Again storyline. And you took a lot of notes on the Born Again storyline. Daredevil right? Volume One, number so, two twenty seven to two thirty three by Frank Miller and David Bezicelli. So even though it's very loosely based, I assume we're gonna listen to you talk a lot about it. There are a number of parallel moments. And we're off. Though the overall arc is different. It's very different. I'd say the show is a much more, I hate to use the phrase watered down because it sounds negative, but it's it's a much um, less gritty take on the series. And then they do a big swerve at the end for obvious reasons. So... Obvious what? Reven? Obvious Reven. Obvious Reven. What's the obvious Reven? Reven. What is the obvious Reven? Linguistics is really taking you down, Hamilton. What was that? Linguistics is is. really taking you down. (laughs) Uh, Well, the big one is that the storyline ends... With Daredevil fighting Nuke in the streets of New York and being helped by Captain America and Iron Man. And ultimately, it's actually Captain America that brings down Kingpin in the series. Hmm. Didn't know that. So, there, yeah. So, there's kind of a big... You can't really bring Captain America and Iron Man into Daredevil. I don't think you and can. And they did Nuke in season one of Jessica Jones. So... Yeah. They kind of... So, yeah. So, I'd say one of the... I mean, the big one in the comic that it shares is the idea of Kingpin learning Daredevil's identity from Karen Page. That's one of the big moments. That does happen. Spoiler alert. It does happen. In the comic, it's because Karen is a drug addict who sells Daredevil's identity for right. drugs. Right. Here, it's it's more just kind of an afterthought in that Kingpin, who already kind of knows it, just gets confirmation from Karen. Right. Yes. So that's one of the parallels. But both are very churchy. Right? Yeah, well, another parallel is that a beat-up Matt Murdock is found and cared for by Maggie and the nuns. Is Maggie his mom in the comics? Yes. Okay. Um, and he does find out. And, and again, 
it's different because in that's pretty much where we start in this season is Daredevil being taken care of by Maggie. Well, a building just fell on it. Right, but that's the middle of it's the board. It's just one building. Yeah. But it was a big building. Yeah. Like, it was not like a little two-story. So that's one of the big differences is is that— It was like Fisk—it was like Rand Towers or whatever that it fell was, on it. It was uh, Midland Circle. Was if the it's New the York, it's made out of like plastic and cardboard. It didn't look so, like it. It looked like it looked like concrete. Uh, he does fight. Scaffolding. Scaffolding. He does fight. He's a fake buried devil. under a pile of scaffolding. <laughs> he does fight. Do you find it devil. frustrating when people keep interrupting the point he you want to make with just ridiculous devil. points? He does fight. Why don't you fake reference devil. the Fantastic Beast podcast? He does my friend. Fake a, fight a fake daredevil. Frick or fright. Frick, frick, frick. He fights a fake daredevil in the comic. Yes. Who is the fake? Da- it's how, just how? a random psychopathic murderer that, that Kingpin it's, hires. It's actually Bullseye in this in the show. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Wait, so he bullseye just as up as Daredevil? He does learn Maggie's identity. Those are probably the big ones. Okay. Uh, the one that I find really funny. Does Karen survive that series? Yes. She okay. dies later on. Okay. Killed by Bullseye. That's. I thought in the church that was a moment of drama for me because I'm like, ooh, is this where Karen gets it? But yeah, no, because well, what it is in the, survived. in the comic, Bullseye throws his billy club at Daredevil and Karen gets in the way to oh, block it. Oh, it's the priest that does it. So, yeah, so that was the flip. One of the, I do find one thing very ironic. Yeah. Because who has appeared in every single Netflix show? Hmm. Um, uh, what's her name? The doctor, uh, Claire Temple. No. No, the nurse. No. The Turpin. Who? The the gunrunner guy. He, he's made an appearance in every single has season. Has he really? Except this one. He's not in Daredevil season three. Interesting. Which is ironic because he's in Born Again. Oh, that's funny. He, that's he, a great, I'm sure listeners yeah, right now I are just... That, as I'm going through the note, yeah, I'm like, wow, seats at the, he's in the comic. Great. It's a revelation. He, he, Whoa, oh, oh, no, please. This is the kind of thing I bring to the That's, show. Wow. Comic book minutia. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's ironic that he's I not just love in the that one you series. Think this it's, I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, there's Turk, but he's not even in the – because, yeah, he's like beating up a street Santa at Christmas and putting on his costume. So you went back money. and reread the story? No, I just flipped through it. Okay. For research. Research, yep. Uh, but yeah, he does. He does find out about um, his mother from Maggie. Um, he does get dumped into a uh, in a cab into the water in the comic. Yeah, um, that yeah. was a little dumb. I thought. So you know, there, there's a number of parallels, but it, it all in all, it's you know, in the comic, like Kingpin finds out he's Matt Murdock, blows up his apartment building. He's basically homeless and, yeah. and barely alive for most of it. Um, so it's a much darker. Um, take than I would say they did in the Netflix series. So what's your overall take? I overall enjoyed it. I would say I would, I'm very good. Yeah. I'd say prob- a couple things. One, I would probably put it closer to season one than season two. Mm-hmm. Um, season two, you know, was much more comic booky in feel than season one and season three yeah. of Daredevil. Oh, I think this is way better than season two. Um. See, I wasn't as hard on season two as you were. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but the other thing I find interesting is this really does feel kind of like the, you know the little teaser with Bullseye at the end aside. Yeah, it really does feel like the wrap up of a trilogy. Yeah, like it feels to me like if they if I could see them not doing another me, season of Daredevil. To me, it was it was better without the teaser at the end. Kind of like Stranger Things season one. Sometimes yeah. it's better just to end the story I was really kind of like the at whole, a really yeah. satisfying moment without having to try yeah. to tease what's coming. The whole next. teaser with Bullseye where they were on the table and like, just don't open your eyes. Just don't open your eyes. Don't oh, you open his eyes. As soon as the camera panned underneath, I know. you knew he was opening I know. His I was eyes. like, don't open your eyes. Don't so open your eyes. you don't agree with Collider, who wrote that Eric Olson, the new showrunner, uh-huh. 
quote, has created the best Netflix Marvel season to date. Not the best Daredevil. Yeah. The best Netflix season. No, I still would put Daredevil season one slightly above. I mean, it's close. I think this might be slightly better than season one. Yeah, no. Now, I love Luke Cage season one. I'm not sure this is Luke Cage season one. Yeah, no. For me, Daredevil season one is still the best. Season? And this one is is just a notch down. But really, really good. It's hard to to rate seasons. It is. Yeah. Season after season. (laughs) So many seasons. That a TV show? Just the season. Yes. There we go. I was trying to find that. You beat me yep. to it. Yep. I'm quick. Quick. All right. So did you have a particular uh, topic you wanted to talk about? Some kind of organizational frame now that you've I let us have... know that Turk is in the comic but not in this? I basically got stuff I liked. Wait, what mind, are we talking about? Mind blown. Uh, <laughs> some stuff I didn't like. Oh, shoot. You know, yeah. the good, the bad. Ten minutes in. So do you want to start with the good? Sure. All right. Um, a couple things. I mean, you know. I thought one of the things they did really effective is they avoided the pitfalls of other Netflix series in that this didn't feel like it had the drawn-out middle. Agreed. I think part of it is because that was where they kind of started revealing just how much in control of things Kingpin was. Yeah. And so it kind of gave the middle something to do. Um, it no also soggy avoided, middle. Oh, go ahead. No soggy middle. He is the yeah. Kingpin. Well, talking about the soggy middle. Saggy middle. Yes. Um, the Karen episode. When I saw there was an episode titled Karen, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, oh. I don't, that's actually Here where we go. Next. Like this is the moment where they need to get to thirteen, yes. and so we're going to go back. And I was dead wrong. Like yeah. I thought it was actually a really like looking into Karen's backstory, mm-hmm. her role in her brother's death, like her yeah. brother trying to save her from drugs mm-hmm. and from like the bad boyfriend, and yeah. and get her off to college. Yeah, it avoided the clunker episode that we have. Like yeah. in Jessica Jones season one where that couple hires her secretly to kill her, and it's just completely bonkers. It doesn't fit anywhere. Right. Or, and I mean, I, yeah. other people were, like the, the Chicago Morlocks episode of Stranger Things 2, right. which I liked. I liked that one but too, a but a lot of people. Didn't. Right. But they avoid, so, like, the, yeah, and the Karen, I have the exact same thing. There's the a Karen moment when, episode was like, oh, here's our filler. And it wasn't but filler. It wasn't. Like, there's a moment where she calls her dad when her life is completely oh, falling her apart. dad sucks. And, and, and she's like, I, I just want to come visit. And he's like, don't. Yeah, and not a like, good time. And she says, everything's falling apart. And he's like, that's what you do. Yeah, which I just like the like he's, a, he's terrible. And yet, yeah. when you watch the Karen episode, mm-hmm. you at least finally understand what's broken him. I do, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, you really suck because you're putting everything on your daughter. Right. Like, you know, no, I, pull yourself together. But, and, the, but and, there's a kind of humanity in him. Yeah. Like a really know, like flawed I'm, humanity that maybe oh, we don't want to – That we don't th- want to think yeah. about existing yeah. people, but it's there. Yeah. I just, yeah, like him, I'm like, you are terrible. Oh, he's terrible, but at least I understood. Like yeah. when he just when, – when it's just a phone call. Oh, sure, yeah. It's this really flat, inhuman kind yeah. of thing. But that's another reason why this On the other hand, much... after the Karen episode, like it's an incredibly human thing. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, but yeah. human. But that's one of the reasons why it felt like this was kind of wrapping things up because they've been teasing like Karen has a past since season right. one. Yeah. And we finally get that in this episode, in this yeah. season. Yeah. Now, so, why her brother didn't just go to the cops and rat out her boyfriend? Well, her brother's a young teenager. As opposed volatile. to burning his mobile home. Yeah. Well, you know. Might have been a mistake. Yeah. In retrospect, he could have made better decisions. <laughs> They all could have made better decisions. The Page family, not full of good decision makers. The dad could not have bought the fancy stove. He buys that big fancy stove. What teenage boy do you know that makes good decisions? Or teenage girl, for that matter. No fair point, but how many do you know that burn down double wides to to make their point? Well, but it's a different era. 
Okay, but even in the era I grew up in, and it wasn't it was a awesome. lot they, of mobile they're home in, like, burning. Aren't they in Vermont or something? It's a very different place. In Vermont, we do, we burn double wides like, on the weekend. That's barely what they do. Virginia, we tip cows. Yeah, yeah. In Vermont, we... I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. to, to your point like about the soggy middle, the Karen episode was the point where I'm like, all right, so now i got to just put in 50 minutes. And there's minutes. always that point in the episode, in the series, yeah. where you kind of realize, but like, I thought, oh, the string. But I did not feel that at all in it this was season. Just, it was a really poignant, well-told story. Yeah. Well, and part of it, too, is that I think they did, because if you remember season one... Kingpin doesn't really well. Like Fisk doesn't really show up until at least a few episodes in, right? And so you didn't really have like the big bad for the entire season. Like that was the issue with Jessica Jones season one: is you knew Kill Raven was the bad guy, yeah. or Kill Grave, sorry, Kill was the Raven. bad guy. Kill Raven's a futuristic character, but Kill Raven um, is who? Kill Raven. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Wait, is um, that two words or one word? It's one word. Um, Do you capitalize the K and the R? Just the K. Okay. That must be very confusing to write then. Right. It's exactly. Not, it's in one word. It's Kill Raven. Yeah, but it sounds like a, a, a command, you know, Kill Raven. It's not. It's just his name. It's his last name, I believe. <laughs> so there's a family of Kill Raven. There's a family of Kill Raven, yes. <laughs> uh, Kill Raven, table of four. Table of four. <laughs> what do we have tonight? Oh, we'll have the Raven. Yeah. Is it freshly killed? Oh. <laughs> if we kill Raven, oh. just count. Oh Kill Raven. I was making a point at some point. But I what was your wow. point about Kill Raven? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Oh, that, that. Big bads. In this, in, so they did something very similar in that you didn't really, they, they did a nice job of swerving the audience because they kind of made the audience think that Fisk was cooperating with the FBI right. out of concern for Vanessa. And then it wasn't until later that you kind of unveil that the, he's been manipulating this. Unveiled? Unveiled. Patrick, unveiled. we need an intervention. It is the Monday before Thanksgiving. I feel like my tongue has probably already gone Did on you, break. Have you hit your head on any blunt objects in the last couple of days? We are experts in concussion I symptoms. I don't know. My, my linguistics class? <laughs> it's the blunt I'm, the I'm blunt completely object. blaming it on your linguistics yeah, class. I really think that's oh, Yes. So, so that was thing, like, I think yeah. that was what helped is, is that, again, like, what was going on with Kingpin didn't really get revealed until, like, midway through. Right. And so it was one where, oh, that's what's going on. But I will say, in comparison to, say, the Fantastic Beasts, which we talk about mm-hmm. on another podcast, the way in which Kingpin is developed as a real human character yeah. is really impressive in mm-hmm. this series. It's one of the things that distinguishes it from yeah. sort of Grindelwald, right. who just is sort of bad because he's bad. Well, it's another reason why Kingpin, I think, belongs there among, like, Loki and others as, like, the handful of really good Marvel villains. I agree. Agreed. Because um, one of the things I find really interesting is, like, the moment Vanessa shows up, he becomes, like, that awkward, yeah, uncomfortable person. That, that And, again, I like the fact that Vanessa is completely his downfall yeah. yet again. Yes. She was the downfall in season one. She's the downfall in season three. So you, you like it when women are the cause of the downfall? Because you just said like you the like parallelism. it. What's it paralleling? Season one. So only in Daredevil do you like women as the downfall. You don't see in women as the downfall of men yes, in a general, real world sense. I feel like it's important to make that statement. So when clear. you said you like it, in the the way it parallels, you meant parenthetically a, in the way it parallels only season one and season three narratively from a in Daredevil. Cohesion level, I really like the way it parallels and the way it works within the broader arc of Fisk's character. Yes, that is what I like. Not married yet. Question mark. <laughs> Did you have other points you wanted to make? Um, one of the things I really liked was the internal struggle within Matt. Now, early, let me say, his self-destructive streak was almost irksome. Yeah. 
but the way in which I think he's like struggling as a real human being would doing the kind of thing he mm. does. When he has that moment when he meets Foggy for the first time in the bar, mm-hmm. when he after everybody thinks he's dead, mm-hmm. and he tells him like there is no more Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. like I'm not Matt Murdock, the real right. me is Daredevil, is I think like this incredibly no human and realistic kind of like what would that kind of trauma do to a person? Mm-hmm. It would probably push them. Well, it gives you the sense of that. how damaged he is at that point. Yeah, and, right. And like, a lot of this series is about him coming back to himself by the end. But the way in which they they sort of visually depict his damage mm-hmm. right, by bringing Kingpin oh yeah I liked that into the scenes with him and Kingpin you know it's Fisk who's talking at him you yeah. know like he you're gonna him. get your friends killed you know you only bring yeah. you only and, bring grief to the people that you you know purport yeah. to love I just thought there were a couple of moments in the way in which they filmed it mm-hmm. was really striking I liked and the made it maybe where they had his dad talking to him and then he became kingpin yeah i thought that was nice yeah like those kinds of scenes kind of depicting that inner turmoil yeah i thought worked really well in this show did you feel the same about the stuff they did to depict poindexter's loved it um turmoil i thought that was awesome like it so like we could talk about that now if you want to that that kingpin like in the series if you haven't seen it gets the psychiatric files Mm -hmm. on this incredibly messed up kid mm. like like, Just a bit. like poindexter is is deeply psychologically troubled mm-hmm. and he's he's tried to like write his way by first finding a therapist who can help him yes until she dies and then kind of joining the fbi yes for the, for the for the structure and the the sort of purpose mm-hmm. it gives him in his life and then he runs into trouble and he yeah. kind of and gets suspended goes, yeah. and kingpin gets a hold of all of his psychological files and figures out who he is yeah and I thought it was really fascinating watching Kingpin because Kingpin's superpower is that kind of manipulativeness. Well, and that's right? one of the things I found really interesting because you kind of assumed, you know, in season one he was never called Kingpin. He was always Fisk. Right. And so you kind of assumed that this was going to be like his coming back and his rise to becoming Kingpin. And one of the things that I really liked that I think worked in the series is when you realize like halfway through, oh, he's already Kingpin. Like he's not – this isn't the right. rise to him being Kingpin he is kingpin now. Right. Yeah, it, like his his ability to work the system yeah. and to work people mm-hmm. is is really impressive. To a point. Yeah. I guess well, when we get to flaws there is a moment where I I think that that, that okay. runs into trouble. The other thing I bringing up Dexter that yeah. I found I was concerned about cuz the moment he took out the ambush yeah and fixed his guard I'm like okay so he's bullseye and I'm like yeah. how are we going to get from him being dedicated FBI yeah. agent to bullseye right. over the course of like 10 episodes i was like that seems like a heavy lift yeah but i thought for the most part they pulled it off i thought they did it pretty well and again the way they filmed that so mm-hmm. that kingpin is sitting in his jail slash penthouse yeah uh, and he's reading the files and he sees the kid and the kid's just sitting there in mm-hmm. the corner and kind of then he relives these key yeah. moments with kingpin kind of watching mm-hmm. as he's reading the files yeah. this to me was i thought a really creative way yeah to kind of work on the psychology. And Daredevil mm-hmm. is kind of the most psychological of superheroes in some ways. I mean, he's always been like a deeply psychologically complicated and fraught character. Well, except for Batman. He's very deep. Okay, so I know you're trying to goad me. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. but, but psych- Actually, I was trying to lead up to like a Martha joke. Okay. But Daredevil is as well. Well, is Maggie a derivative of Martha? Oh, my God. 
you like, know, would you call I, somebody I, named Martha Maggie? Because no, if you could, know. it would be awesome. I don't yeah. know these characters. I'm here because, of course, we talked about Fantastic Beasts. Right. But I think it's interesting. <laughs> yes. I Welcome think to my life. <laughs> right. That's right. Welcome to your life for sure. I think it's interesting yeah. that you talk about Kingpin's ability to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I have always believed that most of us really have this ability to manipulate people. But it's whether you're willing to do that or not. That makes you. I would argue that Kingpin is especially good ways. at it and yeah. especially willing to do it. Yeah, right because at the, like, the moment he no longer needs can be because the plot needs him to not. It's your willingness to do that is what makes you. It's times. I mean, it's right. one of the hallmarks well, of a sociopath. Well, well yeah. that's right. I mean, that's right. That's but what it, he and Bullseye are. But to Vicky's point, so is Daredevil because yeah. Daredevil manipulates Bullseye to attack Fisk's mm-hmm. wedding to Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in the same kind of way, if you think about it, I guess that, I mean, he takes him to his frozen dead. Well, yeah, there, well, that's yeah, there, 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 there are a couple moments you know? where visually they, I really liked the way they triangulated Kingpin, Bullseye, and Daredevil. Yeah, and there were a couple times where visually they they literally had them similarly positioned in the in the series. That clearly yeah. they are all not as different as they'd like to be. And, right. And yeah, when Daredevil sort of lets Dex loose. On Kingpin's thing, I'm not like, just lets him loose, but sets him, him off. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, sets him off in that direction yeah. to, you know. Now he then shows up to save Kingpin and Vanessa's life. He does. I'm not sure that was the original plan, though. Right. But yeah, I was just like, I'm, I was just like, that, that's going to end badly for you. Do you buy Matt's decision in the end not to kill Kingpin? Like, do you think there's enough psychological? That was one of the, the questions I had about this series. Is it the end? The I en- don't know that I've seen enough growth in him. Well, the, for me, the there are ways in which I would say the ending does feel kind of forced a little bit in the end. Yeah. Um, and the, and yeah, that's one of the ways that, that clearly he can't kill Kingpin because that's not what Daredevil does. That's not what the hero does. Right. Um, but yeah, it did. It felt a little. It didn't feel quite as solidly done as it could have been. It wasn't terrible. Right, I agree. Not um, terrible, but might have been done better. But there's that. there Because, yeah, the ending had some problems for me in that, you know, Kingpin is five steps ahead of Daredevil all series long. Right. You know, even where even the point where Daredevil— The characters keep saying it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, even Daredevil says it when he's at Melvin's and sees the suit in the cage. Yeah. And then he—I'm like, how do you not know that Melvin is a trap? Right. Like you are an like, yeah. The moment you mention Melvin, I'm like, well, clearly Kingpin's going to have anticipated that, right? But then somehow it happens off screen. Yeah. Daredevil finds the Felix Manning guy. That's like the one coordinating everything. That was uh, to me, and gets him to break by doing the whole "I'm going to throw you off the roof, but not kill you this time." Right. The whole Felix Manning thing to me was the weakest moment. That was the weakest because I mean, like, Felix Manning is set up to be a complete badass. Oh, and a fixer, right? Like he's a fixer. Oh yeah, this kind of thing never happens to him. Exactly. And off screen, Matt catches happens. him and literally hangs him over the side of a building. You know, with a rope tied around his foot. Yeah. He's like, he, he spills the beans. Yeah, that was the moment where I was like, oh, I feel like the plot just hammered itself home. That's fair. Like, they just, they needed to So, yeah, to so there, there were some moments somewhere. where it was clear we needed to start wrapping things up. God knows I don't want a 14th episode, but it was like, yeah, yeah like there was. I was like, that, that, there might have been, might have needed to do more to kind of seed the fact that Manning was the vulnerability. Yeah. Because he was not the vulnerability at any point prior to that. So there was yeah. a moment. I, di- I do have to say, uh, the guy that played Dexter. Yeah. Like when he has the the Daredevil costume on. Yeah. And like the moment where he just smiles. Yeah. It's so creepy. And then I have to say I chuckled a little bit when he showed up in the parking garage 
with the frozen corpse of Julie next to him. Like, that is some dark humor that I yeah. am appreciating right now. Yeah. Because he is clearly like, yeah, he's clearly got off the bend a little bit. Yeah. Not married yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yet that's For whatever reason. For whatever reason. <laughs> For whatever reason. <laughs> the reasons to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> by a, by, but I do, by a I do find frozen dead stalked girls funny. In this context, again, with Daredevil, I find it amusing. So there are a couple other things I liked before we talk about the stuff we didn't like. Yeah, um, one of the things I liked was this was a show that really focused on the cost to the FBI and to policemen mm-hmm. and to people who sort of you know do that kind of work because a lot of superhero stuff looks away from yeah. the human cost of the violence, like the consequences going on all around them. Um, but we see families grieving in, in mm-hmm. hospitals. We see them worrying. Um, even Poindexter, right, is suffering too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's going to go really bad yes. for him. Mm-hmm. But there's that m- moment in episode, let's see, four, after Fisk has covered up um, Poindexter's execution of the two dudes who tried to blow up Fisk- Fisk's right. motorcade. Fisk's? Uh, that's what I said. Okay. And I'm sticking with it. Fisk's. Fisk's. Like, Poindexter is struggling with what a hero actually is. And Fisk is working in. Mm-hmm. But in a way, is the is the show then saying that this kind of suffering and grief is the road to corruption? Mm. Right? That that this is what corrupts people, right? That there's so much suffering and grief in the world. Well, but I think it, that I, we're corrupted by it. Well, well but it I think it's, it's so even it's doing the wrong right things for the right reasons can't save democracy. Well, but I think it's and there I, I mean, would contrast Kingpin and Bullseye yeah. with Foggy and Matt. Right. Because, again, you can see Matt and Bullseye as both sort of having that suffering. Right. And it makes them it makes Bullseye vulnerable to Kingpin because he's a manipulative sociopath. Right. But you have Foggy, who is nothing but compassion. Right. Who is able to help Daredevil get back to himself as opposed to taking advantage of it. Right. Okay, but that gets me to the, the next point. But real quickly, in episode four, when he started running to be DA, Foggy did? And he started what? Oh, to be, the, to, yeah. to be the the district attorney. I won a series that's just called the Foggy DA. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, cue Law and Order like Sting. Dun, dun. <laughs> Remember the Shaggy DA? I mean, is this exactly? Yes, that's yes. that's the whole point. Drive in movie theater. <laughs> like, maybe he gets hold of some <laughs> flubber at some point. <laughs> Like it's mashed together all the kind of like that like the terrible eighties. Uh, I think it was more like seventies. Okay, like now that you're making ridiculous films. jokes, who came up with the names for the people in this series? I mean, well, Foggy's like his nickname. Really, his real full, his full yeah, it's still regular. a stupid name. Poindexter nickname and Well, the point I think what I mean, it is is that the character Bulls. I think part of it is that the I don't remember. My guess is that the character Bullseye debuted without knowing what his identity is and he's supposed to be like this master killer assassin. I'm guessing someone decided Hence to give him like Bullseye. a really. Like I mean, a, there's still a bit of names in Bullseye, that his Bullseye name is but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, his ability, like, the I understand killer. that he's got, like, this ability to ricochet <laughs> things and whatnot. Yeah. But th- that he can, like, sense where people are when he can't see them struck me as a little weird. Well, I don't remember him seeing. Like, in the, the uh, press room, Matt's hiding behind, like, a table or a partition or something. And he's mm. able to kind of, like, bounce things around and he's still. He's got echolocation? No, it's he's almost prob- like he'd have to have. Echo no, he's probably just got a. What? He's probably it's probably more like a, a photographic mind that he's able to kind of position and imagine like, where people most. Yeah, would like be. I think that it's probably something more but like can we that. Get, to back to the point, the Foggy DA would be a great show. No, it would not. 
the DA could get anywhere. I was really proud of that one. I came I up with tell. that one entirely yeah. by myself. You, really? <laughs> you were really proud of that? I Nobody helped tell. you with that one? I'm surprised. Because you walked us there so subtly. So, <laughs> finally, one of the things I liked, um, which we've spent some time talking about on other podcasts, but I want to talk about again is sort of the way in which this is all about today. Mm-hmm. And again, in a really, I, I'm surprised that Trump supporters aren't more upset about shows like Daredevil. Mm. So let me lay out what I think is happening in Daredevil. Making the implication that they are intelligent. So, f- ouch. Fisk gets released. I was going to say yes. the same thing that they even watch a show, but you know. I assume that they do, but I could be wrong. He gets released. Um, the legal release kind of comes out of nowhere, but I guess maybe it could have happened. Yeah. All right. So he gets released, and he goes to give a news conference, mm-hmm. which also felt a little forced. Yeah. Well, the, in the which idea he literally that, says that he's convincing those twenty people in the crowd right. to lower their signs. Number one, the crowd is like so small. I it's know, like, but that's symbolic of like the whole city wait, starting wait. to accept him. Was like, eh, yeah. I'm not sure that quite works. And it's also symbolic of the whole city hating him. Like. Like 18 people. Yeah, I was like, eh, I'm not yeah. sure Not yeah. sure that quite worked as well. But so he says, you know, it's all fake news. In yes, that he does. It's like, it's all fake news. Daredevil is not a hero. He's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And the crowd is kind of like, like, they're really angry. And like, like 45 seconds in, they're like, maybe Fisk is on to oh, something here. You know, my town really has a, some good ideas. Yeah, and then like, like to sign, then 30 like seconds later, they're letter. like, we've got to get there. Yeah, right? it's a weird, it's a weird, yeah. again, something that's never happened and again, something ever that happened very in the history of riots or protests. Right. Yeah, something that happened very late in the series and so kind of felt like things were starting to be shoehorned a bit. Right, but it, but again, it was clearly a reference to Trump and oh, fake news. Oh, the moment news. he said fake news, right? like, like, okay, like, so we're going to ditch subtlety for this episode. Later, Karen says to the editor she works for, I don't remember his name, uh, she says that Fisk attacks the press, mm-hmm. enemies of the people, yes, to silence the truth, mm-hmm. which is again not even like it's even more heavy-handed than J.K. Rowling stuff. A little like, bit, like it's directly saying, you know, that like that people attack the press mm-hmm. because they want to silence the truth. Yeah. So it's it's so Trumpy, right? Like like the 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 critique of Trump is just yes. screaming out at this point, except for one minor issue, which is what. Tr- wait, Fisk doesn't have hair? No. Okay. No. Neither does Trump. It's that King. It's that Kingpin is actually Kingpin is actually competent and intelligent. Okay. In what he does. So then Fisk goes to get the white painting back. Oh yeah, the, Rabbit that Vanessa and gave him right. Yes. Rabbit in a snowstorm, the one that brings him calm, like the one yes. thing that like lets him. Kind Can you of just settle. look up a photo of that on, online and look at it on his phone? It's not the same. Well, he oh. stares. You could just start a blank white wall, but I guess I don't understand high art. No, no but know. I mean, like, he could just get a, a photo right. of whatever the painting. Oh, that's like, got to oh. be the joke. Right? Couldn't he just go to like, like that five below be and joke. buy a poster? That's the joke. It's that's got to be the joke. Wait, wait, but yeah. is the painting just a, a pure white? It'd be like me or buying less, a. Yeah. Re- it would be like oh. me buying a reprint of Avengers number one as opposed to having Avengers number one, which any sane person could do. So I know you know. So anyway, a good point. He's not sane. Yeah, I think he's on a roll today. Yeah. Like having Bobby here. <laughs> then, then, so Fisk goes to get. <laughs> you see Bobby the gets it. To people. Yeah. The Fisk, Fisk goes to get the white painting because yes. it means so much to Vanessa, but the owner won't sell it back to him right. because it was her family's and the Nazis took it from mm-hmm. her during World War II. Yep. And she talks about them coming and killing her father. And she says that Fisk is a wolf just like the Nazis. Mm-hmm. So now all you got to do is connect the dots. I'm not Trump sure you even have to connect the dots. Equals Fisk. Equals Nazis. Yeah, I'm pretty right? sure those and dots were connected for us. By the transitive sure property, that makes Trump a Nazi. Yes. Right? Like, so this, that's what the show is is saying, so far as I can tell, about Fisk and or 
yeah. Trump. I mean, to be fair, yes, Fisk slash Kingpin is a successful, competent, intelligent version of Trump. Right. But nonetheless, the film's trying to make us see the, the connection show. to... The film. The show. The show. To see the connection to... Oh, it's shot like a movie. They're trying to unveil it. Yes, they are trying to unveil it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I uh, loved watching the old lady stand up to Fisk. Yeah. I was also surprised like, she wasn't dead by the end of that. Her gumption. <laughs> well, it doesn't, end, it doesn't, doesn't end well for her. Bullseye's going to take care of that, that anyway. That was another but, moment that yeah. felt like when Bullseye comes in and yeah. brings the painting to Vanessa and, and says, think of me as new James Wesley. I'm like... Yeah. When did he become so psychologically needy to be James Wesley? Also, does he even know who James Wesley was? Because I'm trying to remember if Kingpin ever talked to him about him. Right. Uh, I guess he did when he sent him after Karen. Right. But the idea that that that, that was another thing that that came out of nowhere. It was a big jump. It was a big jump. There were a couple big big jumps to get us to the end. But if the problem is, right, that Fisk is Trump, Uh the problem with the show in the end is that it says, like, the system is totally ineffective in handling it. Mm-hmm. The police, the DA, the FBI, yeah. the system can't handle it, and thus the only solution is is to is vigilantism, mm-hmm. right? Which is not a solution. Like it's, if you think about it, it's an incredibly bleak solution that we have to rely on people who are taking the, the law into their own hands well, to set le- the world right you, for us because we can't set it, it right left for ourselves. As vigilantism and more as justified revolution. But what's the revolution? Like, what does Daredevil change? Like, we still—he's not changing the system. We all still live within the corrupt system. It's well, just no, they're getting rid if of all he the bad sees cops. your problem, he gets rid of all the bad cops. If he sees your problem and he's willing to address it, you might be better off. Well, yeah. But so that's okay in- by you. But You're this like, is okay. interesting because this is a conversation we were having with a student last night. Yeah. Same conversation to to talk about today's world, and his theory was that vigilantism is what's going to change everything, and you know. As a as an older person, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "That's so jaded and frightening." Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. That and unlikely to. Ch- how do you change the system mm-hmm. by acting in the way the system has taught you to act, which right. is through violence right. and striking out at others? Absolutely. Like, there's got to be a better, more positive. There solution. is, but I'm wondering if I mean, I wonder if the vigilantism in the show is not meant to be read as vigilantism is is the you know that that vigilantism right. to kingpin is to trump as to sorry vigilantism <laughs> i'm not sure the analogy works as right. kingpin is to, to vigilantism trump. as trump is to vigilantism because that's right. not an analogy yeah. and also that's comics, too, so yeah I but, think it, but that, if the, that the, trump i think vigilantism may may you know maybe doesn't work as well in the show but i think maybe the vigilantism in the show is meant to sort of be an analogy for the kind of things that we're seeing in Me Too, the Occupy movement, people punching Nazis. Okay, that, um, that's possible. Like that. But the, the other reading is that the, the, the show is teaching us that the system is so corrupt, right, that you can't trust it in any way. Isn't that what every or superhero that we comic need does? good people. That's the problem with like, superheroes, right? Superheroes ultimately don't give us a solution but Beyond like, in some ways what the kingpin gives us. Yeah. Fascism, you know, like mm-hmm. authoritarianism, like order being imposed by people outside the system onto the system. Well, but except I, it's not anyone outside the system because Foggy and D.A. Tower and Mahoney, all of them are good people in the system. And so is it so but much they're, like, how but they're all now are tainted by their, their work with Daredevil, right? Are they tainted? I don't know that they're all that tainted. Uh, 
Well, this is the tension within every superhero plot. No, that's my point. I guess that's the point I want to get to. I think you could also read it less as superheroes don't give us a way out. Or, but unless you want to really PhD it up, which you're doing, and I appreciate. Yeah. But I think in a way that you could argue but, that it's not so much vigilantism that wins out in the end. Yeah. So much as good people trying to take back the reins of the system from how it's been corrupted. Using vigilantism. Like all those Philadelphia taxi cab drivers who would not drive home. Yes, they wouldn't drive the, home yeah. the, the Proud Boys and things. Like yes. that. Like it's, yeah. it's about the good people yeah. rising right. up or standing but up. But my fear is mm-hmm. in real life that when the good people adopt the tactics of the less good people – Right. That ultimately, it's impossible to reform the system once you've once you've once you're willing to do that. Well, yes, because Grindelwald would say that he's a good person, right. adopting the appropriate tactics right. to counteract. But they don't really. I mean, if you set aside Daredevil, it's not really Daredevil that brings okay. them down. Can I ask it's, you one question? Is in a counter. What's the name of the show? Yes, that's literally the one question I want to ask you. Yeah, I can What's see, the name we, of the show? But again, I would point out that you're what not going to answer the kill, question. No, Killraven. I, 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 can I, right? can, I, can I have the witness declare an uncooperative? The name of the show. Am is I the Daredevil. judge now? He's clearly not answering Jeez. the question. I'll get the magic eight ball. <laughs> the name of the show is Daredevil. Yes. However, I will yeah. point out that what brings yeah. him down is Nadim's testimony. Right. That's what brings Kingpin down. Not. All that all that Daredevil beating him up does is get him arrested. Yeah. What brings but him down? But if he wasn't arrested, he wouldn't be in court. Is the good man or the person right. trying to be a good right. man? But the only one who can bring him to Nadim's justice is Daredevil. I don't know about that. The cops would have gotten him anyways. Well, would that's the have? one who no, does it, but it doesn't. Have you seen police in any kind of comic? I don't. Right. Know. I, I just, I just, the, the police don't inspire confidence in I this case. I think they would have. I think. I mean, they show up. You know. Eventually. Yeah. Right. So we can talk about what you think might have happened in a fictional world that you're building more fiction into. Just gets him to hang around or we can talk about what actually happened in the show. Yeah, but Daredevil gets him to hang around. Like one or the other. Like we can talk about what actually happened in the text. Gets him a cup of coffee. Wow. Or we can just talk about whatever you, you'd like to believe would happen. Well, no, but I'm just saying that I, I don't know that Daredevil is as crucial to bringing him down as other people were. Interesting. Can we talk about Nadim next? Yes. I have him in the positive negative category. He's one that I mean, there was there uh, in stuff that I looked at. There was a lot of stuff that was mixed about him. Did you notice the beginning? Right when the FBI agent, or uh, it was an FBI, I think it was an FBI agent, brings him a sub, brings him a sandwich. Oh, it's veggie. Oh, Jesus. Without meat. So once again, vegan villainy. But he's right? the good guy. Well, that's what I was. Th- that's what I was thinking. Jesus. I'm like, once again, the Your guy— standards for vegan villainy are very, very low. No, here's what I wrote. So as I'm taking notes on the show, oh, this guy, Nadim, got a sub without meat. He's clearly going to be the bad guy because no, the vegans are always the no, bad guys no. on these shows. That's impossible. It's true. Vegans, vegans generally... and Quakers. It's true. Has it been established? And, and generally— you Been established. I would point out there's a different iron. reading. It. Oh, yes. that's one reading. Yes. Oh, he's vegan. He's a bad guy. Well, we don't know. He could be vegetarian. It's well, no. possible. The other reading, yeah. oh, he's vegan. He's clearly going to be dead by season's end. Yeah. Right, <laughs> or lack of iron, or both. Right, it, it, he becomes both. a villain, then dies. And in the end, okay, I, he is the good guy, right? He's the guy that comes to see all the mistakes he's made yes. and tries to atone for them. But he's also the guy that's kind of dumb and stupid. Yeah, he's the well, he's silly, naive much, guy who's easily played by. Well, Fisk. he's very much playing the Ben Urich role in the Born Again comic because Ben wants to do a, a report on. Kingpin's corruption and whatnot, but he's completely being watched. His family's been threatened. Yeah, um, he does eventually stand up, but he for a while he's compromised, and so they bring Nadim in. Not the Turk role to but sort the of play Eric that role. role. Yeah, not the Turk role. There's no Turk role in this. 
which is ironic because he's actually in the comic. <laughs> That's such a good point. It is a good point. That's a good point. So he actually, I think Nadim actually becomes a really interesting character. He's trying to balance yes. his family, his his lack of money, mm-hmm. his his in laws. Um, illness and the cost of it right well and nadim um, is not a character that exists outside of the show right and so, he, he so saves, there's a risk there taking right. someone making someone brand new to the show yeah like the centerpiece of it in a lot of right. ways and he saves karen mm-hmm. right like like he finally comes to a point after other people have died yes. because of him yes you know he finally comes to a point where he realizes he can't hand her over to the fbi mm-hmm. so he gives her to the cops um, the poor guy with the jacket pays the price for that the poor guy with the jacket. The kingpin says, give me your jacket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I'm like, don't give him your jacket. Yeah. If the kingpin asks for your jacket, just well, no, politely no. decline Number one, and say you're If cold. you're in a car with kingpin about deliver him some bad news, yeah. get out of the car. Yeah, call him. Yeah, yeah. Don't be in the car. Better to call him. kingpin and cars do not end well for other people in cars. Right. But again, Nadim, the non-meat eater, is not a bad guy. He he's doesn't just eat meat, maybe, because you just said he's poor. I'm just going to suggest that he's not. No. No, he's clearly Oh, he's, he's like a purist? Vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember if we ever see him eat elsewhere in the show. I don't show. think so. I'm not sure he does. So he's clearly a vegetarian at best. Oh, I'm pretty sure Poindexter brings up, like, Burger King or something at one point, so they're clearly positioning them as, as opposites. <laughs> doesn't he say, he's like, I got some Kentucky Fried Chicken or something for you? <laughs> or Mickey D's. Mickey D's is what yep. he brings. It's all right. It's Mickey D's. He tries to do right in the end, but, he, of course, he has to die. But the moment where he calls to tell his son and his wife, right, that that he's going to die is a really emotionally powerful moment. Yeah, well, I thought I thought Nadim, the guy that played Nadim, I think really was really good. Portrayed him well. Like you got the sense of like going from kind of the desperation to the ego to like just completely kind con- and just guilt over over right. what he kind of let happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the end, Daredevil season 3 on the positive side of the ledger, mm-hmm. a slightly more nuanced view of a non-meat eater. On the negative side, mm-hmm. it clearly falls well short of total rehabilitation. Yes. So we still need – we can't stop the, the, the stop well, vegan villainy campaign. I don't know if we campaign. so much as you. Yeah, I, I say, I'm not sure I there was that's... a vegan villain campaign. Yeah. I, I have not – this is the first – Connor I've... made a T-shirt that said stop mm-hmm. vegan villainy. That's about as far as the campaign has gone. Oh, okay. So there is a T-shirt, which is a bigger campaign than those guys standing out in front of Fisk listening to that press conference. Yeah, it's about the same. Okay. Because where is that T-shirt right now? In my office, I yeah. think. How often have you worn that T-shirt? It's too big for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Connor apparently thinks I'm an extra, extra large. Okay. Or maybe he thinks you are. To be fair, he thinks know. both of us are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just well, maybe he just had an extra, extra large and he was able to yeah. bite on that. Yeah. It's a beautiful shirt, but I'm just saying there might be Not more sure it's vegan, a beautiful shirt. More vegan he villainy. He took a Sharpie and wrote no vegan villainy on a white T-shirt. Oh, okay. I liked it. Yeah, okay. he didn't make a shit and got it printed. Yeah. My friends are always strangely relieved that I'm more vegan for health reasons than, like, social reasons. Just, people, just saying. Right, because people are freaked out by They're vegans. Like, well, it's oh, also, okay. it's an easier Thanksgiving, you know, to discuss, you know, health than it is politics in general. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The way people pick on vegans is, is unfair. It's a little weird. In this culture. It's the soy. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the soy. <laughs> it's just something very American about it. <laughs> So anyway, Ray's boss, Ray Nadim's boss, says, quote, the lies that keep us safe are the ones worth telling. Mm-hmm. True or false? No. Uh, oh, true in the sense of that's what we do. False in the sense of it's not good. That's that's that's, that's So you both say you slope. should never lie just to keep us safe. He just wants his kid not to worry. Uh, well, listen. Well, it'd be a nice idea, except one in shows that always backfires no matter what. Like, exactly had they told the person, there wouldn't have been an issue from whatever came about. 
Well, especially because the woman who says this, his boss is already working for Fisk. We just don't know it at this point when she says it. And she's lying in a pretty substantial way and keeping herself safe, but probably not in a way that justifies it. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end, she's one of the ones that – she's still alive at the end. Yep, and she she's flips taken on. away. Yeah. Yeah, and she flips. Right, she flips. Which was interesting because when, when Bullseye, like, threw the gun at her in the, the yeah. dance hall, I was like, oh, well, she's dead. Yeah. But I guess she wasn't. No. A weird choice by Bullseye, too, who kind of kills everybody. Yeah, that was what was weird. I was like, I just assumed she was dead because that's what Bullseye does. Generally well, I guess he's does. technically not Bullseye. He's just Dex. Is he not Bullseye? He's yeah. clearly going to become Bullseye, but he's Dex. So he becomes fake better. They don't when he call gets him it. Bullseye in the show. No, we only see what in the flashback when he's playing baseball. He's got the the target on his baseball cap. Yep. And then the shot the of target his eyes in his eye. Yeah. At the end, which that was maybe a, a, a step too far. Yeah. Which, by the way, I remember I you saying that Daredevil season three had one twist too many. And I wasn't sure what the fi- what that one twist. You know, for me, was. it was the nun being his mom. Oh, okay. Which is true to the comics, which I didn't know. It is, and thus wasn't a twist for me because I was like, "Yep, that's Maggie." That's she his was going to be a nun. She fell in love with a boxer, Vicky, to put it as shortly as we can. Got pregnant, had Got baby, pregnant, postpartum had baby. depression, went back to being a nun. Well, thank you. That was exactly what I was going to say. Yikes! Yeah, so she's a nun, and she's hidden her Welcome heritage to comics. of Daredevil. <laughs> postpartum depression drives women to become nuns. Is what is what this? Well, story? The, she was she was so depressed and nobody knew what to do with it back then. Is how she describes so they it. They put her in a convent. Which the, the, is, the, the nuns show up and drag her back to the convent, which yes. I find really interesting because I have this. People didn't know what to do with postpartum depression back then. I'm like, and they do now. I'm like, your show is in 2018. You mean yeah. back then is in like the 90s? Yeah, yeah. like maybe the 80s. I'm, I'm not sure. We or go maybe back. we were less sensitive to postpartum depression, yeah, but I don't know. probably. We rarely had people. No, we didn't put women in asylums like just because. Shipped off to convents. No, it was just kind of a weird. Moment. It was like you know, back then we didn't know. I was like, are we all? Are we still back then? Yeah. Like it's getting. Yeah. It's no, getting, that was that was weird. Back and to in me, the it was like, yeah, like that was that was there were things that I was like, well, was, that's <laughs> Maggie's his mom yeah. in the comics. That, fair enough, but there was so much complexity in this show already. Yeah. Like introducing another level felt to me like. Okay. I wasn't sure what it was because, yeah, the Maggie thing, I was like, oh, they're going to show that he's – That was the moment where I, I thought to myself, like, maybe maybe okay. we've gone a little a little overboard. Okay. So anything else? You want to go back to the foggy DA? No. No, God, no. I do have to say, like, the, the again, uh, well, can I do have one thing? I do have to – the other thing that kind of bothered me, you know, besides Matt walking into the trap at Melvin's, which I was like, how did you not see that coming? Right. Um – the fact that the gym where his dad fought and where he spent a lot of his childhood yeah. is the one place no one knows about. I'm like, really? Seems like right. that's the one place everyone would know about. And if you were if you were on the trail of a psychologically damaged superhero, mm-hmm. it's the first place you would go. Yeah, I was that. like, I'm it's not, not sure. the place like, nobody knows about. Yeah, it's the place you would have It'd a guy like, standing at the door all the time. Yeah. I was, yeah. So that was that was. Oh, you'd have somebody in a car watching to see if he walks in. Better that. Yeah, I like got yeah. a rooftop. Yeah, like that was the thing that was weird for me. I'm yeah. like, I would think Fogwell's gym. Would be a fairly obvious place. It's to like, look where does he live? Okay, and then where would he go next? Yeah. Oh, the gym. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I do want to talk about how much time. How are we doing on time? Are we getting um, towards the end? Yeah, about thirteen, twelve minutes. Yeah, okay. I'd say twelve minutes. Because one of the things I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, kind of where do we see the Netflix universe going oh. from here? Okay, to Disney. Well, that's what I wonder. Is that like is, an well, acceptable answer, or well, except that I read an article that talked about how apparently the Disney streaming. 
they don't want anything on there that's not for general audiences. So nothing that's PG thirteen, nothing P, nothing higher than PG thirteen. So none of the none of the Netflix so series none of as the Netflix currently series constituted could do could, it. Could go there. But would if you're Disney, would you be willing to try cleaning them up a little bit? But I worry that you would lose some of what they are. I agree, but I'm so. I I'm a little bit tired of the brutality of these series. Well, that's the question. They're hard to watch yeah. because they're so physically brutal. Well, it's the maybe, same thing like the maybe the, the it Fantastic would be, Beast. It'd be nice to see you know him just chasing animals, whatever, and the same idea. Sounds I'm trying to imagine like Daredevil hurting <laughs> sheep now. Like he'd be really good at it because he's. Uh, so that didn't come out the way I wanted. In it. such right. a but bleak it, time, do yeah. we always have to have a battering ram of bleakness? Okay, every yeah. so here's my so here's but, my proposal for Daredevil season four. Yeah. Okay, Stiltman. <laughs> what? Stiltman. Stiltman. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Circus? Well, I know that he's a bad guy. He's a classic Daredevil villain. It's oh. literally a guy in a giant metal suit with like giant stilt legs. And he's, he's ridiculous. D- that would go well on Disney. Well, because the, the, the way I look at it in terms of Daredevil, like we we have to be done with Kingpin, right? Because season one was Rise and Fall of Kingpin, right? Season three is Rise and Fall of Kingpin. Like we have to be done. One would hope with Kingpin, yeah. And I don't know that Bullseye is enough to sustain season four. No, but there was some great like like Black Widow Daredevil stuff there was. back in the old. They comic set stuff. up the they that set up be... the owl. In season one, the I'm owl- surprised you're advocating for Black Widow. I'm just going to put that out there. This is shocking. I, I'm surprised I, too because I assumed they would want to bring in some other female character that Emily Blunt could play. Yeah, based like only yeah. Black Widow. I mean, that would be the oh, that, perfect yeah. combination. Oh, that's how we would reboot Black Widow. Yes. Black Widow need rebooting? I just I remember reading the the comic book where the owl had both those two like trapped. Yeah. Well, they're going to need a new crime boss, so owl would fit in nicely. Yeah. I think Daredevil might actually be better if they transitioned to Disney and said, we're not going to do the brutality. Mm. Like, they made their name on Kingpin in the door of the yes. car in season one. I'd say that's one of the moments in season one. Okay. Like there, but the point being, there are plenty. But the one that really stands out to me, like, the, of all the, like— I believe that's the one I warned you about when— Yeah, the most viscerally brutal okay. kind of thing. The like scene where he fights the ninja guy for the first time with all the hooks yeah. in him, that was pretty yeah. rough, too. My point being, maybe they've done what they can with that, and it, it, like they've they've reached a point of diminishing returns, and it would be better mm. to say, let's try to revision Daredevil, okay, and Iron Fist and Luke Cage, in ways that, um, like, can build on what's already been done, mm-hmm. but maybe give them some new creative. Which makes energy. me sad about the cancellation of Iron Fist after season two, because season two seemed to be going into a very kind of. Like embracing kind of the weirdness of yeah. Iron Fist. Because at the end of – are you even going to watch season two? I'm going to guess probably not. Okay, so at, at the end of season two, Colleen Wing actually now has the Iron Fist. Get out of here, really? Yeah. Maybe I need to watch Colleen it. Colleen has the Iron Fist. Because she's way more interesting than Danny Rand. Yeah, and yeah. Iron Fist is on a quest for one of the original Iron Fist, and he's got his two guns. There's more than one Iron Fist? Yeah. But they, he's got his two guns that basically work like – that basically show the same kind of energy. Yeah. So they were clearly like going to go more in kind of the mystical Kunlun yeah. direction. Where I was like, okay, that could be fun. So there's lots of Iron Fistuses? Yes, which is why they should cancel Fistuses? Iron Fist Season 2, Yeah, and they should do Season 1 of Iron Fists. That would be good. That's what they should do. Right. And it's him and Colleen on some kind of cockamamie, Doctor Strange-like journey into Well, the he's weird. on a journey with his brother. Colleen's back is now the defender of, of the city. Well, she's got to come help him. Because um, he can't carry that show be, by the himself. The city will be fine. 
but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that. But that's time. what they should do is they should yeah. cancel, should cancel away. Iron Fist season two. <laughs> but you're going to get Iron Fists next. Yeah. Or Heroes for Hire, like you were talking about. Yeah. I do have be... other ideas for people that could work. But, okay, my point being, I think it would do them good yeah. to try to reboot this stuff. Because I feel like they've done it. Well, and I'm we've not got, sure I want to keep watching you know, this stuff. We've wrapped up Daredevil Season 3, which wraps right. up really nicely. We've heard nothing about Season 4. They, have, they are filming Jessica Jones Season 3 right now. But the woman that's been running it, the showrunner, says she's leaving after this season. Yeah. So that seems to be a natural wrapping up point. Yeah. And then they filmed uh, Punisher Season 2, which is coming out sometime next year. Yeah. But it kind of feels like we're running down in terms the of Punisher like the— Punisher Disney? In terms of the current. So— yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Punisher doesn't make it. Yeah. So assuming that, you know, Punisher Season 2, Jessica Jones is the end, what do we do for the next wave of Netflix heroes? And I've got some suggestions. So you think we're going to keep doing it in the same style? If in the same style, yes. Okay. Would be neat if I've they got like shuffle spider ham. No, that's I not. I want to hear stuff. your suggestions. Yes. So, Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the most obvious. I think if they don't do Moon Knight, it would be stunning. Is, by the way, Bobby would be one hundred and ten percent in. Is Moon Knight a knight powered by the moon? Okay. He's the Moon's Knight of Vengeance. He's and also he, a wow. very psychologically scarred got, oh, yeah, and complicated got, yeah. character. So okay, so Moon Knight so that up sets there. up well. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about this before. We talked about Moon Knight. We have for sure. Master of Kung Fu. Yeah, I guess so. Shang-Chi? Do I really need to see Shang-Chi? I don't know. This one I, I would be really excited about. Yeah. White Tiger. Yeah, that would be great. To get, a, to get a Latino hero You could have the there. original. You could have his his granddaughter that takes on the role. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think White Tiger. Tiger. I, I like Moon Knight, and I like White Tiger. Okay. Those are both good ideas. And here's the last one I had. Yeah. Reboot Blade for Netflix. Wow, Blade, Blade would actually be good. It would be, it would be, and it would be new enough. Like yeah. in some ways, it's the most interesting of the four you suggest yeah. because it would put them into a new direction. Yeah, and then obviously like Daughters of the Dragon, Heroes for Hire. Yeah, because you've had you've got Misty Knight and Calling Wing. Like, there's no reason to not do a Daughters of the Dragon. Rocket Raccoon. Before. I'm glad you just redeemed yourself because I was waiting for a woman. I knew you were. Mm, did you? Yes. I, I was like, you, you said, I want to hear your it? list. I'm like, yeah. she's clearly waiting for the women. <laughs> just he, like looking at him. by the way, he finishes us. He said, and the fourth one, and the last one is. That's because I meant to say besides the obvious daughters of the dragon, which uh -huh. is in my notes right and here. Then, okay, and then he was like, oh, boy. <laughs> I realized that, yeah. It's getting quiet. <laughs> this yes. show is totally different when there's oh. a woman on it. Also, it yeah. turns out. We should do the Women's History Month. You should do a Women's History Month. Just um, we, we did. We did. I know, I know, okay. I know, I know. We asked Rich a bunch of questions about his favorite actresses. Oh, God. I don't and know he, why you did that. He couldn't name a single actor, like, before the 21st century. No, he couldn't. It was I real. feel like I was present in that moment. You I mean, I also don't know any actors in the 21st century in general. Mm. I don't really care too much about actors. Can we just say he doesn't know the 20th century in general? Yeah. Mm. You could, but then I could talk about Star so. Wars. But yeah, so those were my those ideas for good. like what, if we were doing kind of in the same vein, right? Like those would all in, in the same of, vein that'd be good. I mean, other one, I mean, Black Widow if she wasn't in the MCU would be would be a good one. Yeah. Um, well, Scarlet Witch would be interesting, but they're doing a Scarlet Witch on one the on Disney. the streaming device, right? Yeah. So, but still, they could do. Is Black Widow that involved in the next movies coming out? Like, I don't know when Unity, not Unity, um, um, the next Avengers one's coming out. Mm -hmm. Like before that, it's coming out in May. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was a bunch of Looking forward to that. Yeah. So, but we what got about Captain Marvel in March, and then Avengers in May, and then the next oh. Spider-Man comes out. Okay, like I thought it was a couple of years in July. July. Never mind. I'm surprised they haven't done a Gambit. 
and I don't really love well, Gambit. Well, Fox has been trying to do a Gambit movie for a while. Yeah, right? well, that's but, Fox. But but Gambit would make a lot of sense on the on the TV, too. He could. I mean, he would, he would fit into that he's Netflix not, kind he's of... He's not thing. overpowered. Yeah. He does a lot of sneaky, steely stuff. Yeah, but does Gambit yeah. really work without Rogue? Well, add Rogue, too. Then. Like, does anyone care <laughs> about Gambit, or do they care about Gambit because of Gambit and Rogue? The more Gambit and Rogue are together, the less I like Gambit. Mm, so, <laughs> so for me, it's the opposite. I, okay. I just, I've never liked Gambit. It just... Gambit's neat, but like I like Gambit in terms of conceptually, he's really cool. Yeah. Logically, he's really stupid. Yeah. But I really like that the throwing the cards. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Like charging them up with kinetic. Like yeah. that's a. But then I'm yeah. like, yeah, but that's also really stupid. Yeah. The power's cool. Yeah. Theoretically, but yeah, the character just. So, but yeah, Gambit would fit in. You got the whole thieves guild. Right. Like that. I mean, if they like didn't already a... have cloak and dagger on freeform, I would say cloak and dagger. Yeah, cloak and dagger would would make we've sense. We've got cloak too. and dagger already. Yeah. Who is the the superhero in uh, that world that is so fast? Quick, Quicksilver. Quicksilver? I love Quicksilver. Oh, why would you bring that up? Oh, come on! I love Quicksilver. Well, well we I, can't have Quicksilver do? because he's dead. Hawkeye let him die. Remember, yeah. this, is, in, this is why you don't bring Quicksilver. In up. Age of Ultron, oh, I, I, Hawkeye I, I, is trying. Hawkeye, or, the Aragon of Avengers. That's right. <laughs> Hawkeye is sitting on the life raft, and there's like a couple left le- people left to save, and I he just jogs that. over, yeah. and. Thus, leaving quick. By the way, there is another speedster in the Marvel universe. The Wizard. The Wizard. I don't <laughs> think we want the Wizard. I feel like wait the Wizard. Minute, wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wizard. He, he was Quicksilver's adopted father, but he was called the Wizard. He's the a wizard. Golden Age superhero. He actually he actually was a Golden Age superhero. He showed up in X Men at some point too, I believe. In the, the comics. Yeah. Oh, the comics. Like a bunch of old guys show up. No, he did this last time. Was That's that Super wizard? Saber. Of Super Saber. You what? Literally, the last time we talked about Wizard, Super you Saber? did this exact same thing. Because <laughs> he was with Stonewall, I Crimson I, Commando, Super and Super Saber. Coupons for all. I cannot believe you. <laughs> Super Saber. You did the exact same thing last time I brought up Wizard. I just want to believe Wizard was there. He wasn't. It was Super Saber. I just want to believe No, he's so fast, he was there, but you Wizard wears tell. yellow. Super Saber is in a blue outfit. Okay, well, how about this? Off page... <laughs> like you saw for Daredevil, Wizard was there. He was just behind a he wasn't tree. There. He was just standing behind a tree. You didn't know he wasn't there. He what was he doing behind the tree? What was he doing behind the tree? What do you think he was doing? What was Wizard doing behind the tree? Pa, <laughs> don't go behind that tree. Think he's about to spit. This is awesome. Austin so anyway, more. could we have a show called The Wizard? Oh, wait, Wizard, not wh- Wizard. Wizard. Wasn't Wizard in... Uh, Wait, Wizard was in... Uh, he was in Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Uh, a version of him was, yes. Right. That's why we brought him up. The fair and when guy. you talked about, wasn't he in X-Men? I'm like, wasn't no, he he's Super Saiyan. Are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't Wizard? Okay, I, I want like Jessica Jones. No, so it was no, he was a version of the Wizard, yeah. but... No, it was Wizard dressed up as Super Because he was wearing... Super the, yeah, he was, it, I don't think they ever called him Wizard, but he had... He had the no colors. He was bitten by a... Mo- he had a pet mongoose, and in the comics, Wizard yeah. got his speed from being bitten by a mongoose. Wait, what? Because mongoose are... Yeah. Beats. Uh, Rich is gonna go buy. I'm gonna go buy a mongoose on the way. Home. <laughs> <laughs> then put peanut butter up and down his arm. Oof. Well, no, I'll just pretend that his arm's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go buy me some spiders and My mongooses. Arm is the I'll be a superhero in no time. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, he apparently got bitten by. I don't think it was a. Ra- I think it was just, just. It wasn't like a radioactive mongoose. It was just like a mongoose <laughs> that bit him, and he got super speed somehow. That's of awesome. course, that makes perfect sense. Because mongooses are fast. Yeah, I was going to say, they decided to call himself what a wizard. What is the plural of mongoose? Mongooses. I'm wondering if it's something different. 
No, because no, it's not. I can explain this because we actually cover this in linguistics. Uh, maybe we should stop yes. the podcast now. It's because a goose the is audience. not a type of goose. It's just the, the full name of an animal. Right. So it doesn't get the irregular plural of it goose, which is like girls. Geese, but it doesn't get like mongai. No, it just mon- would be mongooses. Oh, okay. He's a linguist, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of a pearl. <laughs> a what? A plural. It doesn't get the it irregular. Doesn't get the pearl. It doesn't get the irregular. <laughs> it doesn't get the irregular plural of goose, which is geese. It would just get the S on the end, so it's mongooses. It. Yes. I don't know. Do you have anything else on Daredevil? Linguistics. I I mean, like, a Daredevil, though. I feel like we're at time, probably. Are or, we? I don't know. You're yeah, I'm sorry, folks. This wasn't that great of a show. That was a quality <laughs> show. What? This is an excellent show. <laughs> what did we the... talk about for the last 20 minutes? Mongooses. The wizard? <laughs> and mongooses? <laughs>